0: Chapter 5 of prison life in Andersonville by John Levi Miley This LibriVox recording is in the public domain Recording by Jeffrey Smith, New Orleans, Louisiana a cry to heaven The bitter cry which arose from the suffering camp was changed on the lips of a few to an appeal to heaven where else could men look in their dire extremity one evening early in august the sound of the old long meter doxology was heard from the voices of a group of men gathered around the solitary pine stump in the enclosure which was situated at the end of the north street of the prison where space was left for the ration wagon to turn around on this stump was seated an emaciated cavalry sergeant, Mr. Shepard, of Columbus, Ohio, formerly an honored preacher of the gospel. In days past he had frequently been called upon to offer prayer over the remains of some deceased comrade, and now he led in the old and well-known hymn to call like-minded souls together some twenty-five unkempt starving men gathered around him and joined in the familiar strain what memories of family worship and old-time services in the meeting house those words called up said brother shepherd in substance I have today read in the book of numbers of Moses striking the rock from which water gushed out for the ample supply of man and beast I Tell you God must strike a rock in Andersonville or we shall all die of thirst And if there is no rock here he can smite the ground and bring forth water to supply our desperate needs of this I am sure let us ask him to do this Pointing to an uncombed unwashed ragged comrade standing close by he said will the brother from Chicago pray? He then successively called on other acquaintances distinguishing them by their different localities at home all the prayers were poured out in the one desire for water for perhaps an hour the meeting continued, and closed with the doxology. The words of the leader were, Boys, when you awake during the night, offer to God a little prayer for water. Do the same many times tomorrow, and let us meet here in the evening to pray again for water if memory be not at fault these individual and collective petitions were steadfastly offered from monday evening to thursday evening for a month previous we had noticed that a number of the stockade timbers near the north gate had been loosened by the percolating of the copious rain and that they were sagging considerably and had settled out of line we wondered why they had been allowed to remain so long in this unsafe condition Was it a coincidence that after prayer began to be offered the quartermaster of the prison? Notified captain Wirtz that stockade timbers were out of line and should be set, right? he was ordered to take a gang of slaves and make the necessary repairs about 15 stalwart Negroes were marched through the main gate and turned into the 20-foot space between the Deadline and the wall. With pike poles, the closely adjoining posts were heaved into position and the earth was closely tamped. Then the workers faced about and commenced digging a trench up the hill nearly as wide as the space between the Deadline and the stockade. A part of the gang swung their picks into the red clay, which was shoveled against the timbers Another set followed with heavy rammers and pounded the hole into a smooth sloping surface Which was tamped closely to the base of the wooden wall? making a perfect watershed and thus preventing the further loosening of the earth at the base of the stockade by Thursday evening the broad trench with rounded bottom was completed from the swamp up the deadline space to the north gate. The Woman's Relief Corps Today beneath our nation's flag, the old red, white, and blue, a band of noble women work with a purpose just and true to aid and succor those who fought to save our honored land, For home and freedom, God and right, Those earnest women stand. End of chapter 5